Hey, everyone, you've probably heard by now that this episode of the Final Forecast is brought to you in part by the Book Exchange. It's where Mountaineers go to look their best in the latest styles. Recorded live in Japan, Israel, Mexico, and Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, with your hosts, Kevin Jones, Deshaun Butler, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Final Forecast. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Jones, and I have my other co-host, Deshaun Butler, here with me. What's going on, everybody? And we have a special guest here, James Long. James? Yeah, James Long. Long. What's going on? What's going on, James? How you doing? He'll be taking up the space that John has. He'll be taking up the space John has preoccupied. Left open permanently, basically. Yeah, you know, pretty John, much. Last I time I did it, Day wasn't here. Now, 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 John's not here. I just want you know one time where the gang's all here. John doesn't want me to be a part of the show when he's a part of the show. So <laughs> basically, we're going through a big thing now where apparently I do too much talking when John's there, and he doesn't get to do his thing. So I, I fell back for a little bit, you know. Yeah, I understand. True. We can't forget our can't forget our lovely co-host Ashley, who isn't here with us today, and we got our producer yeah. here, Dave, who might jump in and out of conversations, even when we don't want him to. Especially when he says he's gonna fall back. That's me, James. How you doing, better. brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just just working, trying trying to be like you guys. Four one card. Well, we're we're a little farther ahead than that now, but a little bit more. Know, yeah, we're uh eight and five. Jesus, how many? Oh wow, here? okay. Yeah, man, we we've got it going. We got we have a break now. We just we played last night. Got a good conference win and. Who'd you guys play? Uh, Point Park, out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. So you know it was a it was a really good conference win. Our team played really really well and uh you know we have our next game's December thirty first. It's December fifteenth now. So we're gonna be recruiting for a week, but can kind of take. Uh, foot off the gas pedal in regards to film, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's now awesome. Kind of switch gears. It's it's going really well though, man. I'm I'm really happy. James, for the people who don't know, who are not Mountaineer fans, uh, can you explain to everybody uh, what teams were you on while you were at WVU and what you currently do now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, played played at WVU during the Press Virginia time. I actually was there for year before I don't I struggle with the years uh <laughs> I played with it was Juwan Staten's junior year that's kind of my time frame I always go by okay <laughs> but ended uh graduated in the 2016-17 year we lost mm-hmm. to Gonzaga in the sweet 16 mm-hmm. um you know came back right after that was video coordinator for Coach Huggins for two years, and now I'm the head coach at WVU Tech. And uh, really lucky and fortunate to be down here, and obviously wouldn't wouldn't be here without uh, Coach Huggins. And I'm forever thankful and forever a Mountaineer. 
Yeah. You've been around some really good guards, bro. I just thought about yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Between, I, 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 like, what? Jawan, J- Javon, freaking Dax. Gary. Gary, Gary. Brown. Uh, Aaron Harris. Terry. Jay Sean. Jay Sean. You bet, you've had a lot of good guards you play you play with, man, as a – that's that's uh that was actually a really good year of guards like years of guards yeah i I tell people all the time i don't think they realized how how good of guards we had and we said it all the time when they when they were they were saying things like this i couldn't say things like this but we we would say like we're not worried about you know these guards we're going up against we're guarding the best group of guards in the you know we said in the country and we believed it and it was every day in practice it was unbelievable you weren't ready to go and practice. It, it was gonna be a long day for you. Yeah, yeah. like man, I can only imagine, bro. Like just like naming those names, and then I mean, she, that's just tough. That's like tough guarding. Like I can only imagine one on ones, like with Coach Harrison. It, yeah, it was, just, it, it was. Oh yeah, yeah, was, I can imagine. Different makeup than your team, man. Just yeah, I was two say, completely yeah, different forward. makeups. Those forwards suck to guard one on one. The guard the forwards was just like terror. Like, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> K, KJ, you guard him and you you guard him perfect, and he's just got that high release. He just shoots, high shoots it right Nothing over you. Do. Nothing. Hey, you listen. Do. Hey, listen. Hey, listen to Coach Harrison. He'd be like, "That's not a stop. That's just that's just bad defense. That's <laughs> it. I mean, that's just he bad offense. He just missed. That's he not a missed. stop. He just missed. Again. I'm like, yeah, Go he again. missed for a reason. For me, <laughs> so what, me anytime. Anytime I scored, that, that was my whole career. Anytime I scored on somebody, it was bad defense by the other person. <laughs> or if I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I played good defense and got a stop, it was, come on, man, stop. Stop stop acting like that on offense or whatever. So it was never, Literally. He's the hardest man yeah. to please in the planet, guaranteed. Yeah. But that's why, that's why those guards became, you know, what they were. He, he, he pushes you every day. James, did you take pride in, like, did you take pride in going there and just like busting people's ass in practice? Were you one of those uh those guys that just like, yo, I'm about to yeah. just get buckets on these. I'm gonna get these practice. guys in trouble. I'm gonna get the yeah, I'm gonna get these dudes in trouble. <laughs> I'm getting them on the treadmill every time I get a chance. Our By no means was I ever like a showstopper in practice, but absolutely did I take pride in putting people on the treadmill oh, and. Yeah. Like every day, I was because I, to be honest, man, I was trying to play. Like I wanted, I wanted to play, mm-hmm. and I was competing Definitely. every day to play. And I wanted to, I, I wanted to compete, and I wanted to, if that meant make them look bad, I was trying to do it. But by no means was I in any position where I was dictating that. You know, <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah. Don't worry about it, James. I took yeah. joy in it too, putting people on the treadmill. <laughs> that was my pleasure. I know you did, Dave. Oh, I know I you laugh. did. Don't I laugh every time one of y'all had to go when I scored. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a great the, feeling. Days is the kind of player that, like, he would – if you would force if you would force him to the baseline, he would find a way to go back to the middle. <laughs> yeah. Just so you could get in trouble. I like Dave. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I Love know it. you did. I hated it. And all you have to trim us, I can get a break. <laughs> that, that was me too. I'm not gonna lie. That was me too, Dave. Oh man. Oh, I love <laughs> Some of my best times. Hey, so we were talking about um like the like the adjustments and coaching and everything like um and like that and we you kind of mentioned coach huggins too did you ever get any advice from coach huggins about coach i'm sure he might have gave you some little gems but uh what what did you take from him as far as um as far as his style and his kind of growth because he grew a lot since um he first started coaching too we were asking about that 
in our interview with him um, some time ago in the summer. So uh, what did you take from him and, and his approach to the game? I mean, like as far I, as uh, just, no, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to put in words because he man hugs means so much to me. Um, he's just he's the only reason I mean, not the only, that's complete disservice, but he's he's why I'm here at WVU Tech. You know, he's a big reason him and so many other people, but he's a big reason of why why I'm here at Tech and why I'm in coaching and why, you know, he gave me the ability to live out my dream and play at WVU. But you know, he just gave, he gave me so much confidence to come in and be prepared and ready to take this on. It was never, he never gave me any hesitation. He was, he had my back and he just wanted this for me so bad. And I can't tell you how much that meant to me. Um, just his confidence in me gave me confidence. And, you know, he told me, he was like, you just gotta, you gotta go be your own boss. And he did it. He started at Walsh in Ohio. And, um, there's and coach Harrison told me things too you know you're not going to know how to respond to things you're not going to know what's going to happen until you go do it and hugs told me that and he, he always just gave me just gave me confidence throughout the throughout the entire process that you know you're going to you're going to be great and you know when a, it's a hall of fame coach telling you that it it really did give me give me confidence and help me get prepared for this and to take this on because it, it, it is a lot, but it's just, if you work hard, you're going to be prepared and you're going to be confident to take it on. And I feel like I had great people around me that I was very prepared for everything that I could control. And that, that gave me a peace of mind moving forward. But, you know, I cannot put into words how much, you know, hugs means to me and what I've taken from him. But, you know, the the main thing that I took from Hugs, I think, is the the passion that he shows up with every single day. If you're not ready to go, Hugs is gonna be on you. And you know it. So be prepared and do what you have to do and do your job. Because if you're not, he's gonna hold you accountable. And he holds everybody accountable from top to bottom. I was bottom, I was a walk-on, and he held me accountable. And that's the reason that people step up and play well for him. And it's the reason that there's a consistent success with Mountaineer basketball. And it's because him and his staff have a level of excellence that they're going to hold you to every single day, no matter who you are. And they're going to hold you accountable. And it's the reason that I feel like we have great guys that come through our program and that, that do great things because that they act the way that they do. And, you know, it's who Hugs is. And every day I wake up, I make sure I check myself and that I'm coming in with an unbelievable passion and energy to that day. And that I'm not going to let anybody slip up. And if, if you're not ready to go, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you accountable. And it may be in a different way than Hugs, but it's, it's not. And I don't mean that in a bad way. We're just different. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to hold you accountable like he did because he did it for me and I was at the bottom and it helped me grow and it helped me become a better man and a better coach. And Most definitely. you know, I just, I cannot, yeah, I can't tell you how much he's done for me. Just like you just said, just makes you a better person overall. Like it's accountability right. it's something that you have to learn as an adult. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the tire. <laughs> Question nice. to back to that uh, start though, like the four one start I was talking about was mainly like, how do you, 
how does that make you feel as being your first time head coach initially, you know, like getting, getting, uh, getting wins early on, as opposed to like, you know, the, the way it could pop, like most people usually end up, I mean, you're, you're doing very well for your no, first go at it, you know? I appreciate it, man. I think, um, you know, the first win was, was the first game of the year. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people, just the support was overwhelming. And, you know, this whole process has been really in, not enlightening because I'm very, very thankful and grateful for all, all the people in my life. But I have, you know, I'm lucky because I wouldn't be here without everybody involved in my life. And, you know, the, the support after the first game was really cool. And it was a really special moment for me. And, you know, I kind of took it in and then got back to work. But then it was a it was a really humbling experience because we played Shawnee State the second game and they were unbelievable and they they put it to us a little bit. So <laughs> it got it got right back down to earth. Uh, the next game, it was the back to back. So it was Friday yeah. and Saturday. And, uh, yeah. you know, you kind of realize like you guys know, I mean, college basketball, they're they're good players everywhere. Uh, we're in NAIA and it, it's a little different, but like you guys know, you all have friends and teammates that you played with growing up and they're, they're just good players everywhere. And it's been really good basketball and you just always have to be, be locked in and focused. Cause if you're not working, someone else is, and if you're not prepared, you're going to, you're going to compete. That's what's definitely, that's a whole fact. And uh, James, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, being on the other side of the um, basketball spectrum now being from being a player to being a coach now have you reached out to I would say uh, Joe Mazzulla because he was successful in his stint at Fairmont State and or reached out to any former player that turned coach that you know for any advice or have you just kind of leaned on what you've experienced of being uh, one of the assistant coaches under coach Huggins or how how's that happened for you yeah for sure I think um, you know you hear I talked to Zach Spiker right before, yeah, like right after I got the job. He's the head coach at Drexel. Mm -hmm. And he was unbelievable. He gave me great advice. And um, I think there was a spurt there where we we weren't playing, playing very well and we lost some games. And I tried to, you know, handle it among just, just our staff and myself and, you can't do that. And Coach Spiker told me, he said, when when you're going through some tough times, you need you need a support system. You need people to talk to. And he couldn't have been more right. And I think, I've, mm -hmm. you know, I've got Coach uh, George Wilmore on staff. He works with yeah. Joe at Fairmont. He's been great. And he gives, a, he gives us a lot of insight about a lot of things they went through. And it's a similar level. And, you know, Peyton Sturm, he was mm -hmm. GA at West Virginia. He's been unbelievable as well. But Shout out to Peyton. Just – yeah, shout no to, doubt. Shout out to both of them. Shout out to Georgia and Payton. Good people. No doubt. They're they're unbelievable, man. You know, you're you're only as good as people around you. Yeah. And uh I talk talk a lot with Hugs. Obviously, he was just here a couple of days ago. Um Joel Justice was my high school coach. He's an assistant at Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I feel like I'm gonna Lisa forget about it. Coach Harrison <laughs> and Coach Martin, Coach Everhart, <laughs> everybody at WVU and Honestly, man, one of the I had a really, really good talk with uh Greg Darby. You guys know hmm. obviously mm -hmm. yep. Mr. Darby and you know, he runs a company and you know, any any position of leadership is always great advice and he you know, he's running a company, it's a much bigger scale and he gave he gave me some really, really good insight and you know, you, you can't just 
can't just look at basketball coaches. You got to look outside the realm of, you know, football coaches and CEOs and stuff like that. But, you know, my, my support system obviously is, you know, Coach Huggins and all my coaches at WVU and then, you know, some of those other guys I named. So you you get into a small stint, like you were just talking about. Um, you lose, like, what, two or three in a row. Like, how do you approach that with your players? You know, like you were saying, leadership is everything, especially coming from, you know, the top to the rest of the team. So you're the top. And how do you – what were some of the things you did to uh, at least, like, maybe you win, like, two games, three games in a row after that. But, like, what do you say when you get in these scenarios? Because – it's easy for the guys, like the guys on the team, the younger guys who've never been in this scenario, even the, the guys on your team in general are older that maybe lose two or three, three in a row. Like, what do you say like, to get their, their mind off that and focus on that next game? I think the first thing I do is just talk with our staff and just ask questions. I think it's uh, the best thing you can do. Um, you know, like I said, I have a great staff. And when you have a great staff and – people with experience and people that you trust, you need to ask them and just have honest conversations. And then obviously you just have to, I really feel like one thing we have done a good job is just sticking to what we believe in no matter what. And uh, just every day, not looking at, you know, whether we won or lost. And that's really hard. I mean, it's easy to say and hard to do in the moment, but just really working on what, what you believe in and, and sticking to it. And day not not to correct you, but we we actually started two and four. Two and four, yeah. I just yeah. thought about that. I was reading it now. I was like, holy shit! I was like, I'm way off right now. No, right we, please, please correct him. He's no, always correct. He's always wrong. Please. He's always but wrong about stuff. At least wrong eight times a day. I'm, so. I'm not trying to make day look bad. Day day knows I love him. I, I can do that myself. Yeah. <laughs> but we had when I got the job on July 22nd. There were seven open games on the schedule, and. Mm. We had to get we had a we had to take whatever we could get, and we had an unbelievable non-conference schedule, and we had a bunch of guys that had never never played college basketball before, and then some returners who may have had a different role. And yeah. throughout the beginning of the season, we were really just finding our identity. And then the older guys, you know, it's easy in the preseason to be like for everybody to buy in when it's when it's easy. To you know what we're doing because we're playing completely opposite of how they played last year, and everyone was really bought in going into the season. Well, we start playing and you you start two and four, and they're like, eh, like, you know, they're there, they're right there, they want to buy in, but it's not it's not all the way there. And then we we really hit our stride when we came back and we had our, our first home game because we we were on the road for our first six games. Jeez. And then we yeah. came back, we had our first home game, and now we've won six out of our last seven. And they're really they're really buying in and they're they're playing so hard. And I'm I really am proud of them for where we are now, but you know, it's and that's another thing I think our staff's done well is we don't we're we're never satisfied with it. It's just, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. And you guys know playing for hugs, mm-hmm. you know, we're not we're not gonna beg you to play hard. It's just kind that's of the way fun. of life. Yeah, most definitely. And it's kind of tough. I feel like what you have like you have seven. Do you still have seven freshmen and seven upperclassmen? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like it's I mean, obviously you want your upperclassmen to like, you know, lead and everything like that, but this is new for them as well, like playing underneath right. you. And then you have seven freshmen where you have to teach basketball as well as your your system too. So I mean it's 
And we had two good for what, like, you know, not to say what you have, because you have a, I'm, I'm assuming you have a good team, but at the same time, it's just, it's a, it's a new adjustment for everybody. So no, absolutely, man. And we had, we had two all Americans leave and a kid that was a unbelievable player and was all conference. So two all Americans and an all conference player. And it's, we have great players on our team. Now we have, I could go on all day about what I like about each guy on our team, but they, they had to find a new identity. You know, it was like, it was, it's, and that can be tough, tough man. Especially, yeah. Like, you've been yeah. doing one thing for like two, three years under one coach, and then all of a sudden now you have a new coach, and maybe he's expecting more from you that you've been accustomed to giving. Yeah, trust me. It's and not that's, a job that's the all. thing with both of you guys. You both, you both had the same thing, you know? Yeah. You got, you, you, you play a certain role, but then as time goes on and day, you had, you know, great, you were a part of a great team, obviously. Both you guys were, but you had to play a little bit different of a role as your career went on. And KJ, you definitely had to play a different role, like going into your senior year when it was you and Trump. No, and no doubt. That's, that's just that basketball team. in general. That's just yeah. basketball in general. Regardless if it's like you're a freshman, senior, you're professional, you know, you can have roles as a senior in college. And then all of a sudden you have to go and be a pro and now your role may change. So it's just about, you know, adjusting and, you know, keeping a level head and just playing hard basketball, man. Christmas is here. Our friends at the Book Exchange are giving you 25% off with our promo code BX4FINAL4. That code again is BX4FINAL4. Get your gifts at a great price and show your team spirit while saving money too. Visit their two locations on Evansdale and downtown Morgantown or online at bookexchangewv.com. I had a I had a question for you, James, because uh, since we were on the topic about guys buying in and uh, you know figuring out the system and uh, where guys need to be and how and what role they'll play, what was the dynamic? Because you're not super young, but you're you kind of just came out of college, like re, I would say in the last in the last couple of years. So was that hard trying to get the respect, or was there a certain way you went in there trying to gain the respect of the players, or will you just let your coaching and let your personality do the talking and not so much try and do things to gain their respect? Yeah, that was <clears throat> that's a really good question. I don't think you know it was a deliberate approach of trying to be like I'm going to get their respect. Um, I think, like I said, man, I've just I've. I feel like personally, like I don't, I don't like talking about what I've done because it's not, it isn't me. Like Peyton's been here with me from the jump, and he, mm-hmm. I would not, I don't even know if we would have had a schedule if Peyton wasn't here. So, but like for me personally, I feel like I've just been myself, and every day, even when we were two and four, and I was all I want to do is win. I don't like, I, I don't understand losing. Like I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna work, and just be as prepared as I need to be for for our team to win and our staff is going to do the same. But, you know, I, I just really feel like I, I've been myself. And from, from the get-go, I just let these let these guys know that I'm, I'm here for them and I care about them. And, uh, you know, that was, that was really important to me right when I got the job was to get to know everybody. And, you know, the first thing I did was get to know the team. And it's not – I don't want it to sound like it's something I'm, you know, I need to go get to know them. So they start trusting me and then they, I get their, I get their respect, but it, it's just who I am. And we talk about, you know, our staff talked about what makes us different. And we, we talk about care 
and that that's the word we use for our program and you know we say care about the people the process and the program and we and we mean it and you know you guys embody the same thing and you guys know me like I just care so much about basketball and I care so much about the people around me and I think that you know we I can, I'm thinking of one guy in particular right now but it it takes it takes a while you know trust trust and stuff like that it, it takes a while and it took guys some time to see if it was just like talk like if it was just salesman talk and then as we kind of went through the season and we went through some some tough stuff and they saw I think they they've really started to see that this is who we are as a staff and they're they're really really buying into the care and the playing hard and it's it's been really cool to see I, I think it's easy for like just knowing you and knowing your personality. I feel like you have the personality to connect with a player on a certain level when it comes to like understanding, but also demanding stuff out of them too. Cause I just see how you interact with us. And just even though that we're older than you and you may have watched us like growing up playing ball, like you still are able to interact with us. And I still find myself, even when I ask you to do like dribbling drills and everything like that, like you're a student of the game and I recognize that. So I think it'll be easy. I think, that's why it might be an easy transition or easier transition for you into being a head coach because you have that ability to to lead, I guess, without, you know, without uh making people feel insecure or making people feel bad. I, I feel like you have that you have that knack for of leadership. That's what I, I've seen from you. That, that yeah, really means a lot, man. Yeah, I, no I, doubt. It means a lot because I, I, you guys know I grew up watching you guys. So, you know, at times I've when we get done working out, I'm like, that's, that's really cool. Cause when I was a kid, all I did was watch Mountaineers, but that that means a lot, man. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt, bro. And to piggyback off your, your response, James, like being yourself is all you can possibly do right now at this, right. this point. Like, you know, you, you're a new coach here and you, new to coaching in general. Right. Like I've had many new, I've had numerous like young coaches in my life and the best ones that I've had all came in there. They were former players. Or they uh, even if they didn't play, they were all, they were younger guys who just rather relate to you and then teach you the game. Like they were themselves. Right. They never tried to come in and yell at guys or go crazy on guys and try to be something they weren't. They just were themselves, and then they taught you the game and things that they did or things that they saw, and and relayed the game to the players and that, and to me in that fashion. So it made it easier for me to learn what they used to be able to, like what they could do. So, you yeah. know, I was related to guys like, you know, Shaheen Holloway, who's like a, a he's like a throwback basketball player from Seton Hall, who's amazing. But he was like one mm -hmm. of my coaches when he first got out of, uh, when he first finished playing uh, basketball. And he was a younger dude who taught me a ton. So I can see like how you relay the game to players, regardless of age. Me, mm -hmm. like Kevin was just saying, me or the younger guys in the, uh, when you were working at WVU. And, the way you relay basketball to people, it, it doesn't matter the age. It's just universal how you do it. So I mean, I'm, you already know, like the show, everybody here at the show, all of us, we all love you and we're all pulling for you. And we know you're a good coach, bro. That really, I can't tell you. I got, I have chills right now hearing man, that. That means a lot, out. man. Seriously. Shout no, out. I'm, you know me, man. <laughs> you don't I, have to stroke Day's ego like that. That's fine. No, both you guys, man. I'm already yeah. on a hundred. <laughs> both you guys, man. It just it means a oh, lot because man. it just means a lot because it is who I am. And I mean it 
it's just a respect thing. I I respect you guys, man. I always have, and I really do appreciate it. And just hearing you guys talk like this, I've kind of doing a little like self-reflection too. And um, we lost to like our rival, Indiana East. It was our one loss in the last seven games we were at East. And I think like hearing you guys say this, when I one thing that I noticed this week is that I wasn't being myself before that game. And, and it's not about me, but I I told some people close to me that I, I didn't feel like I was myself before that game. I was kind of negative. Uh, I wasn't, like you guys were saying, I wasn't relaying, like, the messages, the, the game, like I normally do. I was getting caught up in stuff that doesn't matter about, you know, Another thing we say is like production per interaction, like whatever you're doing at that moment, what are you getting out of it? And like, we weren't getting anything out of certain things because I was kind of getting caught up in things that didn't matter. And I took a step back and we had a week off before Point Park and we all just kind of reset and went about it a different way. And we probably played our best game of the year. So that, I appreciate you guys saying that and it kind of further. So what does it mean that you're actually like effectively coaching a WVU team? Yeah, it's, it, it is really cool. It's, it's university owned and, you know, it's, it is. And the one great thing is that you get to wear the gear. <laughs> you still get to wear a lot of the gear. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily. Still a player at heart. Still a basketball player at heart. It's not necessarily like the best thing to do, but you can get away with it because it's university owned. But no, I try, I try and refrain from it anytime I can, but it, it is really cool and you have a lot of you have a lot of people that are passionate about both, about the Golden Bears and the Mountaineers, and it's really great to see. And you know, our president of the university, Carolyn Long, is um she was on the board at WBU and now she's down here and she's president of the university and she is she's unbelievable. She's she's the best and an unbelievable person and uh lucky to be down here around her and she is Great, great passion for WVU Tech, but no, it it means a lot. It means a lot to be at a WVU school, and you know I, that is one thing that I do kind of notice and uh, think about a lot is that I'm at a WVU school, and it is it is cool to be a part of that. What's the uh, fan atmosphere like down there? Because we had a little bit of experience with um, Beckley with the TBT this summer, and those crowds are pretty great. You know, the people are great. They're great. We just have to, you know, we got, we we need to get more people at the games and that's not on them. That's on us. It's, uh, you gotta, you can't just say, Hey, come out, come out to the game and just bring a bunch of people there. You need to put a product on the floor consistently that people want to come back and see. And, you know, the way they've been playing lately and how hard they've been playing, um, it's, it's definitely something that's fun to watch and, you know, we're, playing very well but you know you got to put that's on us to win games and put a product on the floor that people want to come see but everybody around here is great man you guys you guys played a game in Beckley for TBT and you, you know how it is man they're, they're passionate down here and they love basketball yeah, the fan outpouring in Beckley was crazy for us during yeah, exactly. the whole TBT thing, and we we loved it. I'm actually, I actually want to do something out there, maybe a camp or something, if I re, if I get a chance this summer. But yeah, the, no, the support out Beckley's there was crazy. Amazing, the people were awesome. Everybody was extremely nice as usual because it's West Virginia, so yeah. like you can't ask, you can't ask for more. 
So, James, outside of basketball, um, I guess I don't know if I could ask, but what what do you do? Like, is there things that you do in the like the community to like help out or to like get more support to to the team, or is there there like fundraisers and things you have to do as a coach out there? Or? Yeah, we do. We try to do a lot of stuff in the preseason. We did some shoe drives. It wasn't really the turnout that we wanted. I think we could have done a better job um, advertising it. But mm-hmm. we have a lot of guys that get out and do things, and we read at schools, and we. I feel like that was, that was one thing we took pride in in the preseason because that's what we do at WVU. You know, we we use our position to, you know, get out and, and help people. And definitely. That's that's one thing I want want our guys doing here and whatever I can do. I'm always asking, you know, what what can I do? Yeah, it's definitely something we took pride in. And if anyone in Beckley has any any ideas of anything we can do, just let me know because – we really do want to help, and uh, especially now with the holiday season, you know, any of our guys that are around, we're going to try and get get around and do different things with that as well. But yeah, other than other than that, you know, it's pretty pretty simple life down here. Just just basketball for these guys, school, and you know, some community service when we can. What about you though? Like, what do you do to uh, <laughs> keep your mind? Like, uh, cause I, I mean, personally for me, like I'm the kind of person, uh, well, I'm playing basketball and I work out, I get extra shots up. We do, we have practice, we got film, we got a bunch of stuff we're doing. And at the same time, when I'm done doing those things, I try not to watch as much basketball as I normally would. I try to do other things so I can keep my sanity mm-hmm. more or less. Not so like, cool. what do you do in your spare time when, when you're not watching film, when you're not like working? Yeah, my mom asked me the same thing a lot. <laughs> she, uh, cause you're not married no, right now, right? No, so I our, don't. This is for our female, for our female base that listens, and they like. Oh, they, they, uh, is this a, is this a mug right here? <laughs> yeah, this is love it's a big plug for you right here. Right? <laughs> you like creeping into the dating show world or something? Yeah, dating, we're doing a little bit of everything here, bro. We're just trying to make sure our female fan base that loves the golden Date, Bears, dating with day or you. something. We can probably hey, get a better title than that. They like the they like the blonde hair with the slick back. They like what they're doing in the style hunts, bro. No, I I I don't do anything, man. I uh, I'm a simple guy. I just go from go from the office to to home. And my mom and my family ask me a lot. They're like, "Well, you do do you do anything? You need to do something other than basketball." And I'm not trying to sound cliche, man. I'm I'm doing what I love. And I, I don't, I'm not working, you know, watching basketball. Like I, I love basketball coaching. Like I love teaching the game, like talking with our guy, like getting to know these guys. Like that's who I am and who we are. Like I'm not, nothing I do is, is like work. Like I'm, I really don't need to get a release at times cause I'm happy. I'm doing what I love, but there are times, the only times where I'm like, ah, I might need to take a step back is when I'm watching too much film. Uh, that's what i'm saying I, yeah you, i just kind of hang out i guess watch maybe watch some tv but if, anything, if you want to watch football. tv with james long leave us a message at 304 <laughs> i'm telling you the man is that's you do what you love bro it's not really like uh it's, it's obviously not work but like like i said somebody like you you you're a giving person you like you don't mind taking time to do things for other people, and obviously you're working hard. 
but as far as watching film, getting your team prepared, getting uh getting the team ready for games, everything else, making sure you're prepared and your staff's prepared. Sometimes you do need that uh that break to just you know go hang out with guys, go fishing, go. Yeah, I need I need to do a better job. Like I need to do a better job of that. To be honest, yeah, because trust me, that that stress can build up and you don't even know it. You're sitting there and all of a sudden like something happens and now you're more upset than you normally are about something right. that you normally wouldn't be. It, stress just creeps up on you sometimes. So, but ladies, if you do care, three zero four eight zero seven nine zero nine eight. Let us know the final forecast if you're willing to spend some time with Coach James Long. If he wants you, if he wants you, he might not. Yo, you never, you never really know what this show is going to end up. Uh, no. you never really know. That's a good it's, thing. It's, it definitely him. will take more of a turn when uh, when John's here, though. He oh he tries God. to make it, you know, take that awkward. Oh yeah, take that for turn. sure. Hello, Final Forecasters. I'm here to distract you and hide the fact we just made an edit to the episode. Okay, back to more of our incredible content. I had, I had one more question, though, and it's about uh, WVU basketball. First, one question is, have you been watching this season? And the second question is, um, there's a walk-on, uh, Spencer Mackey, walk-on freshman, and he scored his first career points, I'm guessing, at WVU. And um, the team and the crowd were so, you know, they they were so happy about it. And, and you seen the whole team jump up when they seen him make the shots. Has that ever happened to you? Has that always been a part of, I guess I would say, the culture there since you've been playing there? And it's, it just seems like this team likes each other so much, and that's what's contributing to their success. Do you see that? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think when you watch them, you see their cohesiveness and togetherness. And when you're around, you guys are you guys saw it when you were getting ready to go play another year overseas. They're very close, and that goes a long way. That's gonna that's gonna help you fight through adversity. That's gonna get you some close wins. Um, you know, we we've all been a part of it. You're gonna have those ugly games to where nothing's going. And you're gonna not just once. You're gonna have that multiple times during the season. And if you care about each other and you, you like each other, you're going to find a way to make it work. And if you care about each other and you want to make it work, if you have a tough loss, you're going to do what you need to do to, to, uh, to make it better instead of complain and say, well, is this guy's fault or this guy's shooting too much? No, you're going to come together and you're going to find a way to be better the next game. And, you know, that's what they did versus Austin P um, after they lost to St. John's. And that's, coach huggins and the staff too you know they they don't take losing lightly and you know they're you know that they're going to be ready but i i really like the dynamic of this team uh off you know off the court and everything they have a they have a different dynamic on the court as as a lot of teams you know they've got two great bigs and great bigs coming off the bench and they don't have a lot of like in between guys like emmett Mm-hmm. But and they they're very guard heavy, so it's a it's a different dynamic. Has that ever happened to you? A moment like that where you were shooting a shot, or everything, all all the team was just so happy that you made it. And how do you feel in that in that moment? Like, is it like, all right, I don't need this much attention. It's just a shot. I play basketball. Or are you more appreciative of it? Like, yo, look at my uh, look at my um, teammates like rooting for me like that. Like, how do you how did you see it? If that ever no, happened? it was all it was always really cool. And you guys know Tavon. He was my biggest. He he always wanted me to make a shot when I went in there, but I was I was super I'm I'm super competitive, man. And when it 
when I got in there, I was trying to compete. I didn't care what the situation was and mm-hmm. I didn't really get caught up in all that, but they, they definitely supported and I was super appreciative. And when I went back and looked on it, looked back on it, I realized that. And I was like, this, this is really cool. Like I hit a shot at the end of the first half of like a buzzer beer going into halftime versus Manhattan. And everybody was going crazy, like on the team. And I didn't realize it. So I ran off the court and Tavon put his arm around me and we were celebrating and stuff, but definitely had some cool moments like that, man. And, you know, for, for Spencer to get his first career points and everybody to go crazy like that, that's something he's going to remember for the rest of his life. And, uh, it, it doesn't mean a lot. You know, sometimes walk-ons don't get to play as much, but they work very hard and they're, they're a lot of them are great teammates. And, you know, it's really cool for them to get a moment like that because they, they deserve it. They get put through a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, don't downplay it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, take, it takes a tough kid, man. The walk-ons get buried, bro. It's not even funny. You got to be the first no. one there. You got to be the last one to leave. You get killed in the weight room. These guys this year, probably the weight room and the bike are the big thing for them. Yeah. Murdered. Like, the walk-ons have the t- – like, on the team, you know, every, everybody has their job to do on the team. So you have the guys that are playing a ton of the minutes. You have the guys that are on the bench. You have to be ready to get in the game. And some of those guys that don't play a lot, they get killed. It doesn't matter if they're walk-ons or scholarship guys. Like, those guys have to – they they get buried, bro. So and, for and you got to know thirty seven offenses exactly you know everything. <laughs> you can't make any mistakes because if you do, it's like, yo, what are you doing here? Like it's like a whole yeah. scenario here. So it's like it's very difficult to be a walk on. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of work, and and you don't get a lot of glory for it. At the same time, like you're always like one of the most respected guys on the team by far. Like, guys, like, the walk-ons we had on my team when I was a freshman, sophomore, whenever, every year, like, the guys really, really, really showed them nothing but respect because you have to really love what you're doing, man. Like, you have yeah. to love basketball. You have to love being around the group, the guys. Like, so t- hats off nice. to all the walk-ons that I got a chance to see, play with, whatever the case may be. Like, I have nothing but respect for those guys. It's it's definitely definitely tough at times, but it's all – it's all worth it, man. And that's what you just have to, you know, that's my advice to any walk on is just keep the faith, man, work hard. And, um, you definitely have to, you have to swallow your pride as a walk on, you know, you're going to get, there's going to be the crowd on you about being at the end of the bench and all that. (laughs) You know, if if you want to look cool, if you want to be a walk on, you want to look cool and you're worried about what people think about you, you're not going to have a great experience, but if you're there for the right reason and you want to help the team, then you're going to have a great experience. And you had Andy too. Whew. That's oh, a whole. Yeah. That's a whole different podcast right there, man. <laughs> and I haven't. I haven't that's given like, him oh, enough credit. Definitely have Andy I have in not, the podcast. That's who I was forgetting about, man. I have not given Andy Kettler enough credit. He made me man I am today. He, uh, you know, he he puts it to you, and if you're you make it through Andy and Coach Huggins, you can make it through anything. And uh, Andy just. He's very tough on you and puts you through more than you think you can handle. But man, he cares about you so much. And he, I, you know, gosh, I, another one that's tough Andy, to put bro. into words, but he no, just is, he'll be there for you no matter what, no matter what you're going through. He's going to be there for you because you've been through it with him. And we just, we work so hard. And that's one thing we took pride in was that there was nobody working like we worked in the off season. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it right now. Day, bro. 
Oh yeah, Andy Cutler <laughs> Appreciation Andy Day. Like, Andy, Andy Cutler Appreciation Day. Like, literally, a lot of you not like. I can honestly say I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for Andy Keller, bro. Like, yeah, for sure. Love Andy to death, bro. For Forever. sure. Like, he's my guy. So. And um, like he, oh, he he was like the, oh yeah, definitely friend of the show. Like exactly. he was the unsung hero for all those, uh, for the press Virginia years, for the final four years. Final he's four, definitely yeah. the unsung hero of that because he's everybody a, always, bro. yeah, for sure. Everybody always wondered. Developer, like, Everybody always wonder why we were so strong and why we, you know, we rarely got tired and why we were lasting so long and we were able to make uh, good plays down the stretches because or, of that or why mindset. Guys were eligible. Yeah, or why guys <laughs> were eligible. Exactly. Or afraid to get in trouble. <laughs> barely, <laughs> barely eligible. <laughs> barely eligible, but eligible nonetheless. But exactly. uh, like, we, we weren't trying to get in trouble. We didn't want to see Andy, like, like none of that. Like, sure. Andy was the gatekeeper of our culture as a team. So, like, I think for Andy Keller Appreciation Day, we should all just uh, chug um, nutrition uh, nutrition milks <laughs> and do a whole day of waltzes. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be on the Stairmaster while you guys do all that. <laughs> just to celebrate, Coach Andy. I'll be on the stair stepper while you guys are doing all those things. That's No guy. doubt, man. You, you didn't. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> you didn't want to you. You disappoint Andy. Too like it wasn't just a punishment. Like you didn't, you didn't want to disappoint him either. No, not at all. I mean, it's kind. Of, he was a he was a hard dude to you know to make happy, but like he, yeah, he uh he was never satisfied with anything. But I think that's what gave us the mindset for us not to be satisfied with anything and just keep on uh pushing through tough times and stuff. It it I tell everybody being in the program turns you into a man quickly. Very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you stay, especially. If you stay. Yeah, if you, I mean, that's if you stay. <laughs> if you stay. That's, yeah, no. It's so, definitely but, about making it through. Yeah, for sure. Help spread the word about our podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend. Day, tell them, tell them your serious topic. The fish. Tell them about the fish. Oh, the penis fish. Yes, please. Sorry, I said the penis fish. Did yeah, you hear the word think, that time? I think All James right, cool. wants to know about this. Well, apparently there was a horde of large fat worms that got on the uh, the California beach, and apparently these worms are like on the seafloor. The seafloor is that right, Kevin? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. Yes, definitely. and like. There was a, a bomb cyclone that happened in the water, and apparently all these fit these worms came and like went onto the uh, shore, and they're the shape of penises, which is strange because I never heard of this before. The fish are called they call them penis fish. Mm. So, am I supposed to weigh in on this topic? <laughs> basically, it's like I, I've, I've, have you ever seen a penis fish? Basically, is what I was getting ready to get to. I've never. I, I have like, not. Heard I think it. this kind of goes back into the Anita. Uh, I need a life. You you know, I gotta. I'd read the news and stuff like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I don't know about, about this rock. fish. <laughs> this is like a CNN topic. These well, if you want, you can you can like text me news updates or anything you think I should know. I'll like, try not to you, text you things that have the word. You penis can be in my it. news friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think you want that on your news feed. <laughs> no, I'm good without that. Not, no, I have not. I have not seen it. I have not seen seen the fish, and I'm sorry for my lack of knowledge on current events. Don't worry, CNN is queuing me updated as well. Isn't it funny though, Kev, <laughs> that it's on Drake's beach? 
It's on Drake's beach. What yeah, you mean, the like beach. the rapper? Oh, I don't oh, know if it's, it's no, no, I don't think it's his personally, oh, okay. but the beach is called Drake's Beach. You never know. He might have enough money to own a beach now. Who knows? Who mm, knows what's going on, Drake? But Drake do, are these are these are these fish uh like are they like deadly or do they cause any harm? Uh, Imagine being fertilization. I don't think so. <laughs> these things are like they're like oversized worms. Like you've seen the picture. I sent it to you guys in the chat. It's like pretty. Like this in this one lady's hands, and it's about at least eight inches. Yo, all right. So here's here's another topic though. Uh, recently, you, the, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm, I'm, I'll <laughs> Thank you, you, Kevin. I'll save you from yourself. <laughs> Don't worry. But uh, the rapper uh, Juice World recently died. Are you familiar with uh, Juice World, James? The yeah, I listen to a couple of his okay. songs. I know people are really really fond of him. I don't. I kind of yeah. keep it simple. I listen to the same thing every day. He he just died from um well I think was it was it drug addiction was it what what do you overdose do you overdose and uh okay. yeah overdose and pills and stuff like that yeah so uh I know that was a big topic that people were talking about like like what do you think about that like coming up with uh you know these younger kids being in this drug culture that we got going on and music and everything is Molly Percocets all that stuff and people glorifying it but when things happen like this and a real life situation happens and somebody dies now everybody is sad about it what, what do you think about that James like the glorifying of like drugs and music and all that stuff yeah it's it's tough man that you know it's a touchy subject to speak talk about and uh, I'm not super knowledgeable about the situation or you know, a lot, a lot of that stuff, but, you know, it's just sad, sad to see that going on. It's sad to hear some of the stuff you, you hear. And I think, uh, I don't know Juice World's music, so I'm not saying this about his, but I think a lot of the, you know, if you're walking around with your headphones in daily and whatever music you're listening to, that's kind of the mood you're going to take on, you know, mm -hmm. you're listening to the lyrics and you're, you're bumping to it. And if you're listening to a certain artist that talks about certain things and you listen to it a lot, that's going to kind of be, it's going to have an impact on how you're feeling that day. You know, if you're, if you're really happy, you're probably listening to some music that keeps you going. And if you're really sad about, you know, Deshaun, if you're listening to a sad, a song about your high school ex-girlfriend and you want to get in your feelings, you're probably listening to some, you know, Mario or uh, one twelve. I'm not that old. Like that. I'm not that old. I'm not that old. I appreciate you. But all jokes aside, all jokes aside, I think um you always have you know, I I hope people realize that, you know, you always you always got someone to talk to and you know, it's just like goes back to the to the question you guys asked me about coaching. Like I I shouldn't, when I was going through that rough stretch where we were losing, I should have called other people and I should have asked and talked, talked about things. And, um, I think it's very helpful when, if you're going through anything or anything like that to just talk to people. Cause everybody always, everyone has people around them. Yeah. That's a fact. Even and if I you don't realize. Yeah. What's on your playlist? On my you playlist? Every day. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been listening to Fab's new album a lot. Yo, do you like that? Uh, a lot of people have been saying bad reviews on Fab's new album. I'm here to defend Fabulous on his new album. I like it. I like Fabulous, I like it man. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, like Roddy Rich's new album. 
Um, I'm a big believer. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a big believer. Um, division. Still? I like Division. Division's dope. Uh-huh. Uh, Roy Woods, guys like that. But, you know, my guy, my guy is Luke Combs. You know, I'm a uh, huge, oh, yeah, huge, yeah, yeah, huge yeah. Luke Combs fan. Huge Morgan Wallen fan. So, you know, there are a lot of it. But when I'm watching film, I'm usually kind of like listening to something where you can kind of like zone out like the weekend or division or stuff, stuff like that. New Toronto guy over here. <laughs> yeah. New Toronto guy. Good, we the North. Shout out to Chang. Yeah, Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our guy Chang, friend of the show. Yeah. Love talk, Chang. You want to talk about a hard worker, that guy right yeah. there. Yes. <laughs> so Chang this summer literally had to, uh, <laughs> a man had to get like three people's passports situated, fly them back to like, fly them to the UK and then fly them back to their like home countries and do all this paperwork to help them out so they can like get situated and they can legally be in the country. Like Chang, Chang is like yeah, unreal how hard he works and what he does for the team, bro. He's amazing. Yeah, man, he works he works really hard and he, he just cares about making them better. He was exactly, he was with he spent we spent so many hours in the gym together when I played. He just he just wants to help people, man. Now he doesn't even touch the floor. Mm-hmm. Chang's big time now. Chang, Chang literally sits on the top of the balcony now and he's pointing yeah. people where to go now. Wow. Yeah, he's on his, he's on his right now. He's I'm on his going to recruit right in Morgantown next week and I'll go check I'll it out. Be there Chang- to- there's an ongoing joke now that Chang refuses to touch the court. He points at wow. people who think now. He's made it. <laughs> He's made wow. It. That's my guy. I love so, him. So real, real quick, can I, I hate to, you know, this isn't my podcast to dictate the conversation, but can I get an update on where you guys are at right now? Oh, wow. Kevin, please. Yeah. Me, I'm in Japan. I've been here since uh, September um, playing for Tokyo Alvark. They're uh, two-time defending champions here in, in uh, the Japanese league. So I've been having – I'm in Tokyo. It's It's been a great experience for me so far. I played, uh, I want to say, nine or ten games and won, won eight or nine out of ten games. So it's been it's been good so far. I can't complain. How are you playing? Like, how do you feel like you're playing? I- I feel like I'm playing good. I'm just, you know, like you, like we were saying earlier, just adjusting to a new team and a new system. You just kind of don't know your role, so you got to fill everything out. So it was definitely a filling out process at first, and just getting used to playing uh, alongside the guys. But um, it's getting better now. The team chemistry is good. I think the guys appreciate the way I play and like me. So yeah, can't complain. They told me they don't. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to speak Japanese. So. <laughs> and uh, I myself am in Israel for the second year. Um, doing pretty bad right now. The team isn't doing too well. We're like two and uh, six right now. Feeling some hard oh. times. Mm. Yeah, coach is very uh, different than my no- my normal coaches that I've had. Well, I want to say normal coaches. Like every coach is different in their own way. So this is like a different system that I'm playing in. Um, mm-hmm. Playing pretty well. I mean, I would ask for more consistency for myself. Like it's a lot of like, I have like three 20 point games and then like a 15 and a 16 and a 12. And then I'd be better to be a little bit more consistent in my shooting and other things. But overall, I've been playing pretty hard. Trying my best mm-hmm. to continue to be a team guy, those things. 
do you guys notice a difference? Obviously, there's a difference, but like geographically, how does it change from country to country? Like, how does Israel, like, obviously, there's a certain style of play and yeah, most definitely. Know, like World Cup, Spain plays plays a certain way. Like, they have their own deliberate style, and it's very different. Like, how is yeah. it in Japan and Israel? Like, how does it change geographically? I think for uh for me like each country has a different set of the way they play basketball I would say um I would say when I was in um like Serbia they their brand is more like a college brand it was very you know uh it was very intense uh very tough every game was tough and um I would say when I was in Spain it was more like free flowing like the NBA a lot of really skilled guys and um here in Japan it's it's kind of relaxed. Not saying that there's no pressure because of course you want to win in any situation, but let's just say if you were in college after the game, if you lose, you every guy takes it really hard and you know you're you sick about it for like a couple of days. Well, here everybody kind of gets over it easily and and goes on to the next game where I had to I had to get used to that mentality because I'm not, you know, I'm not used to that being from coming from where we come from. So right. uh here I would say is, you know, is you learn to forget about things and learn to see the bigger picture and, and worry about the next game instead of dwelling over losses and stuff, I would say. Yeah, basically, uh, I'm in the total opposite scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me say, like, when I was in Belgium, it was, uh, it was similar to uh, how college was. When I say, like, intensity-wise, like, like, it's it's not as uh, if I compare it to like a Serbia, it's not as uh, the players aren't as uh, talented because the Serbian players are very, very talented players. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like a short amount of teams in Belgium, but the intensity wise, like everybody played very hard. France, it was a lot of athletes, so they didn't really play much half court basketball. So they did a lot of running, a lot of transition. And, and when they got into half court, it was either dunks or threes and they just kept it to that wasn't much in between. So then they didn't run too many like right. heavy sets within the half court set. Germany was, oh, that was fun for me when I played there for those three years because, you know, I'm not uh, as quick as I once was. So playing in a half court <laughs> basketball scenario was awesome. Uh, tons of sets. I'd probably say easily like 90 possessions. So <laughs> of stuff like that, like it's literally playing half court basketball. And then Israel is a mixture between Germany and France. They kind of they they have these great athletes and they can play open court basketball, but then they also have the talented athletes that can get the ball in the half court and then make a play as well. Not as many sets where they have to run like schemes to get the get shots and score points, but uh, the the talent as far as like in the half court is very very good. So it's uh, it's a nice little it's an athletic league and a fast paced league. So it's a lot of fun. Eat shit, Pit. This has been another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, Kevin Jones, and our co-host, Deshaun. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Yeah, no, no, no problem. And uh, our special guest, James Long. Thanks you, thank you for being on the show again, James. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, man. Really enjoyed it. So tell us how we can find James Long and also your team on socials. Uh, we have a Twitter account. Um, I can look up the 
username real quick, but if you just type in WBU Tech Basketball on uh, Google, then our schedule is there and we live stream a lot of our games and um, obviously you can keep up with us there. But uh, our Twitter well, ladies, is... Show to the games, ladies. Show to the games. <laughs> yeah, please. It's on Dave's and single, on. With Dave. single coach. Wait in. You guys. <laughs> our Twitter is at WVU Tech MBB. M as in men, men's basketball. MBB. Hopefully next time we'll get our uh, other host, John, and our co-host, Ashley, back with us. And uh, you guys, please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you can subscribe for podcasts was Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Thank you guys again. We out.